So let's have a conversation. Well, let me have a conversation with you. It is 4, 4.30 in the morning. And I fell asleep pretty early because I was honoring Yom Kippur prayer for repentance. And that, I did that for 24 hours. So I fell asleep. I'm, I'm pausing now because I'll get ready to tell you what I'm doing, but you could probably hear me. Um, I fell asleep, and when I woke up, I saw the clock said 12.52. So I said 12.52 in the afternoon? How long was I asleep? But then I looked out the window, and it was dark, and I was like, oh, as in midnight. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be up for a while. <laughs> so I scroll social media a little bit. And then I just felt like, you know, I really want to go to the diner and have like a bacon, egg and, uh, not bacon, uh, a bacon cheeseburger deluxe with some seasoned French fries and a little bit of salt on a toasted bun and a little ketchup but i didn't know if the diner was open 24 hours and that's so i googled it and there's no diner so at four in the morning i was gonna go to the diner and grab myself something to eat here's the thing the neighborhood that i live in is pretty safe nothing really happens and aside from that i was just going to put my taser on me jump in the uber go to the diner eat jump back in the uber come home uber driver get a little crazy i could have tased him in his forehead and called it a day but it's not open so then i thought well what do i have quick to make in my kitchen thank goodness i have some bacon i have bacon so i thought well instead of pancakes why don't i pull out my my waffle iron and make myself waffles with some bacon too bad i don't have any powdered sugar or fruit because i would definitely razzle dazzle my um waffle <laughs> and have some fruit after i got done eating my waffles and my bacon so here i am 4 30 in the morning i've got some i know i've got some strawberry flavored pancakes out right let's look and see let me see i got maple syrup not not anymore, that strawberry or the blueberry. So I gotta put that on my shopping list. The strawberry, blueberry. All right, I got maple syrup. Good enough. That's sufficient enough. So, 
my prayer of repentance was an interesting one to say the least. When I first started my prayer, I spiritually heard, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm just honored by that because, you know, I'm honored that my spiritual team can converse with me like that, you know, in that way. And said, you know, thanks for being here. There's not so many people praying, you know, Christians need to be, you know, have their um, prayer, prayer time and in their prayer closet. But I understand life is lifing right now and everybody's, you know, going through something. Everybody's depressed, stressed, anxieties. You know, they're struggling to make ends meet. You know. So I understand. So I said my I said my prayers, I had my things written down that I wanted to pray about for the repentance, because that's what Yom Kippur is, repentance, a time of repentance and self-reflection. And I did a little bit of self-reflection and introversion at that time, and my spiritual team was bringing it to my mind where I can do better. Not that I'm wrong, but I can, like, do better. And so I said, okay, I'm going to make a, a honest effort because I'm aware that um, part of repentance or an apology, right, is change behavior. Even if you're dealing with a person who is abusive, an apology is changed behavior. If you're dealing with betrayal, and a true apology is changed behavior. So I think I did well because when I was on social media, you know, I got a thing for trolling certain types of people like racists and stuff like that. So, and I saw it and I did not rip them a new one. I think I did well. I'm just going to see if I can keep that up. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can keep that up. You know, because some things, I'm like, come on. Now, there was this lady who is in IT, but she works from home. And she was talking about how a guy said to her, You know, we need more women in IT, you know, come and join, blah, blah, blah. And she said, whatever, I'll see what it's all about. And they had a discord. And the conversation that was happening in the discord got leaked. And they was talking about how good looking she is and she doesn't have any children and how they would rape her and 
get her pregnant and they wonder what the children would look like and like how do you think to yourself to produce children from rape and i really had a lot of compassion and empathy for her and her situation because that's crazy why does anybody think that making a joke about sexual assault sexual abuse is a joke and a laughing matter and i know that this isn't new this thing has always happened and i think that other people knew about it but didn't say anything but it's not new And this is why women are choosing to, to remain single, to stay out of men's way, to leave corporate America, and to just be in spaces where there are other women. Because it's safe. That's why. Is safe. Now the normal me would have tagged that guy that said that, and and I would have tore into him. I would have, but I said, you know, I'm trying because I just did my prayer of repentance. I'm trying, so let me try to save my energy for. If I'm out and about and I see something, which again isn't typical because my area is pretty quiet and safe. It's pretty quiet and safe. I've had bikes sitting outside. I'm going to say for about six weeks now, the bikes aren't broken. Nothing's wrong with them. They're not chained up or anything. And the bikes are still there. I don't know whose bikes they are, but those bikes are still there. Nobody touched them. I don't know why the person didn't bring the bikes in the house, but they, you know, I don't know. I would have brought my bike in the house eventually. Anyhow, I'm trying to do my best to to hold fast to what I was just praying about. Pardon my noise. So she didn't say anything negative or positive. She just went on social media and talked about and gave receipts for her experience. And I'm just, I was just looking at it like it's not just one demographic of people that are degenerate on social media. It's just that one is louder than the other. This is, oh, this is just, I can't even say too, too much of anything now. I really like that's just asinine. Like, you got to be sick in your head to think too 
sexually violate someone and impregnate them and force them into keeping the baby that had that was produced out of traumatization like that shit is cute like it's cute <sighs> so okay my first waffle is done come on here waffle Oh, I hear bacon. I hear that bacon going. What a <laughs> I remember the first time I taught my nephew how to make bacon. Y'all know how it popped. And he jumped. It was like, oh my God. I said, you are just bougie, I promise. I promise, baby boy. You'll be all right. Now he's a professional at making bacon. <laughs> I love Gen Z. I really love Gen Z. So yeah, that's that. And um, after that, so another video of this older woman. She looked like she was in her 60s. And she was talking about a previous video that she had made and how men were upset at her saying what she was saying, which is traditional housewifery is a job and women should be compensated for it. And if they're not compensated, they're not gonna be compensated for taking care of children that the husband wanted and doing everything around the house that the husband want her to do so that he can have the free time to further his career, then it doesn't make sense for women to do it. And she talked about having um, a retirement account that's completely separated um, and that there should be a certain amount of money put into her retirement account and she talked about getting these things documented as in a post-nup and a pre-nup and it was another nuptial that she mentioned i can't remember the name of it but this is a nuptial where if you're living together you have this written agreement that can be held up in the court of law according to the laws in your state and then she went on to talk about how she wrote a blog about it to go into more details. And all I could think about is the implosion of patriarchy. And the South Node in, in Libra. And right now we have the Sun in Libra, Mars is in Libra, and the South Node is in Libra and they're all in a stellium. And with Mars and the sun being there, we're referring to men. 
And Libra being co-ruled by Venus, we're talking about women. And so women seem to be the, the ones that are traditional, stay-at-home housewives that give up their career to further their husband's career, and they live off of their husband's salary. They seem to be renegotiating the terms of service. And if it's not going to be beneficial to the woman, then it's better for her to remain childless and single and putting her career first, whether it's entrepreneurship or she's out in the field, whatever it may be. And I said, look at this. This is going to be a thing. Over the next couple of months, excuse me, with the South Note in Libra, I remember telling y'all that we're going to see this, this boom and it's going to be coined something like the Great Divorce. We had that um, article that talked about the rise of single lonely men and their loneliness, how they got that way and how they need to change their ways in order to be picked in natural selection. And the men got upset. They really got upset. The women are now unsubscribing, like how I've been unsubscribed. They're unsubscribing to patriarchy. And that's just what it is. You know, I didn't put on my water for my, my coffee. That's just what it is, like astrologically speaking, that's what's happening. Nobody wants to be in patriarchy because they saw that they it hurts everyone. And on top of it hurting everyone, they really got the short end of the stick. So they don't want it anymore. These Caucasian women are, are admitting to themselves that their husband never even liked them. 30 years later, 40 years later, and they're in their 60s and they're admitting that their husband never really liked them. They never liked them for who they are. And they wanted the women or their wife to be who they needed their wife to be for him. And they're saying to themselves, yeah, my life has passed me by. I have nothing to show for it but these five kids. And that's it. I got to figure it out because now I'm getting a divorce. Because it hurts to know that you really didn't even like me. On top of your abuse that I'm not even going to mention openly in public. So white men are having a temper tantrum over this because it was beneficial for them 
all these years for women to be docile. And now women are saying, I don't want to be abused. I want to be looked at as a human being, as a person. I, I want the companionship. I want the love. And they're discovering that like nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, the way that men think is completely different from the way that women think. Women will get into a relationship or marriage for love while the man is in it for what's beneficial for him. What is he getting out of it? And a lot of the times when they, when these Caucasian men get married, they only do it to look a certain way to their colleagues so that they can climb the corporate ladder. And I think that they're just now realizing it. And when I say just now realizing it, I mean the, the women in their 50s, 60s, and 70s are coming out and saying something about it so that the women in their 20s and 30s can learn from their mistake and, and they're telling them the truth about the dynamics of what's really going on. So that can cause, you know, women's self-esteem to be low, to know I've got these five kids, these three kids, and nothing to show for my life. And I'm 70 years old, and my husband never really loved me. He don't even care about his kids. He never even wanted his kids. That's a, that's a hurtful thing, and I will make anybody keep to themselves. I will make anybody keep for themselves, or they would turn into like a femme fatale, one or the other. I don't know, but that's for me. I don't, I don't sound out, honey. I don't sound out. But I'm glad to see the conversation is happening, you know. And more and more people are talking about it. I've also crossed a slew of women who are in their 30s and do not have any children at all. And I'm like, kudos to you. But what's coming along with that, which I didn't think about when it comes to um, the Libra, right? The conversation is happening about people not wanting their children and it shows in their parenting. And I thought to myself, this is quite interesting. This is interesting. Because when we talk about relationships in Libra and the seventh house, your children, you have a relationship with children, right? It's not just a romantic relationship. It's also your relationship with coworkers, your relationship with your neighbors, your relationship with your siblings, your relationship with friends. It's all relationships all across the board. And what's being reevaluated now is the dynamics of relationships between men and women, women and women, men and men. But children, I remember when I first 
found, what is that, Reddit? And it was like this really famous mom blog. And there was this one blog that I really enjoyed, but it was on Facebook and it was called Shut the Front Door. And it was the most hilarious thing. So the shut the front door was being talked about on Reddit. And I ended up going down a rabbit hole and discovered that there was a group of moms and the children who not, well, there was a group of moms saying that they had their children, but they couldn't emotionally connect with their children and how they felt guilty about not being able to emotionally connect with their children. And then it was the other side where it was people talking about how they figured out on their own that their parents never really wanted them. Their parents just had kids because it was expected of them um, from being married, but both of their parents never even wanted children. And there was one guy I'll never forget him. Uh, I will never forget what he posted. And he said that when he realized his mother never actively wanted him, it sent him spiraling into a state of depression. I will never forget that. I know for myself, and this is recently that I realized that both of my parents was unfit parents. My father never wanted any children by my mother, but because he didn't have any self-control over his own loins, he got her pregnant anyway. And then she was just unfit from the beginning. Both of my parents was unfit parents. She should not have been a parent because of her mental health issues. And it was unfair for her to pass down her trauma and her bad parenting skills off to her children. And she did it too. My mother has a couple of children and every single last one of us was impacted by her mental health somehow, some way. She should not have been a parent. My father should not have been a parent. They should not have been. So I said all of this to say that these conversations are coming up with Libra. We're going to see, you know, more of that. We're, we're starting off now. What I'm seeing is people telling other people you shouldn't have children when you don't want them and you need to think things through before you get into a oops type of situation and then just say oh well it's here i'm just going to keep the baby because you really don't want it and then that's going to come out in your parenting skills right I've always wondered why women had had children, right? 
because I only had one. And when I saw what it was with one and everything that went into it and the expense and what it, the toll it takes on you mentally, I said, no, I can't do this again. And people called me selfish because I wouldn't give birth to more children. And I said, no, I'd rather be selfish than to fuck up a life. This is a whole life we're talking about here, right? I'm not doing that. So I did not. I did not. I didn't leave my womb. And what happens with it, the responsibility of it with, with to a man. I didn't do that. And it's a good thing I didn't because now I'm discovering that they asses don't like any form of responsibility at all whatsoever. They don't want nothing. They don't even want the responsibility of washing their own ass. They don't want no type of responsibility. And, and they really don't want kids. And they really only get married if it's for their career. That's the only reason why they get married. Really. Really and truly. So, now that we're having the conversation, well, not me, but people are having the conversation of not having kids and how to know that you shouldn't have children. And to understand that if you're torn between yes and no, then your answer is no. And for women to recognize that when you have children, you have to want it for yourself. Because if you don't, want it on your own that's going to be a problem you can't want a child because a man wants a child you can't want a child for a stupid reason like your reasons that i remember i asked this girl when she had one child right and she wanted another one and i was thinking where's the money coming from like where's the money coming from so I asked her, why do you want another child? And she said, oh, I think it will make me and my daughter's life better. And I was like, what the fuck? She's four kids later. One child she had, it was because a guy had gotten into some legal trouble because of her. And she felt guilty. And he didn't have any kids at all, although she had two at that time. And so she gave birth to his his child as an apology. Like you have, so because of guilt, you have a child. Like what? I asked another girl because she had three kids like what was the purpose like how did your kids come about and it was pretty much well she was married though but it was pretty much like oops I'm pregnant I, even though I wasn't using any form of protection and I knew that I could get pregnant uh, I still didn't protect myself wasn't ready for this, but fuck it. I'm just going to deal with it as it comes. 
Another girl got to her fifth child that she really didn't want. And it was kind of like, not take, again, not taking any type of birth control or anything like that, no, no precautions or anything like that, and got pregnant and kind of was like, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm pregnant, so I'm just gonna just gonna deal with it. And I think that's how a lot of kids are born. Some people thinking, fuck it. Some people thinking it'll make their lives better. Some people have children because they want someone to love them back. And even that's not a good enough reason to have kids. Ah, this is coffee. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, Lord. So we're going to see adults saying, I knew that my parents did not want me. And I think that was God letting them know that their parents didn't want them. There's some people that's going to come out and say, you know, spirit or my spiritual team or my ancestors or God told me that, you know, my parents was unfit and I'm just going to have to grow up and move around on my own and take care of life, take care of myself on my own. You're going to hear all types of stories, but it's all going to boil down to people not wanting their children. Now, before all of this had came up, I have been, I have been um, on men's asses about procreating kids that they knew that they did not want, and they knew that they did not want a child with that woman. Now, years ago, men would say, I don't want no children, and women would say, I want children. And the man would still get her pregnant. And then when she got pregnant, he would say, get an abortion. And she would say, but I'm keeping my baby. And there was nothing that he could do. So now a fatherless child is born. And I think a lot of people are not going to be bold enough. A lot of women are not going to be bold enough to say, your father told me from the beginning that he didn't want no kids. He said he couldn't afford it. He said he didn't want it. He said he wasn't ready for it, blah, blah, blah. But I did what I wanted to do anyway. Women are not going to admit to that. I don't think anybody's bold enough. And I don't think that any men are bold enough to say, yeah, I never wanted you. That's why I wasn't in your life. I don't think men are bold enough to do that. But I have been dragging men, you know, applying pressure, putting my knee right on their little neck. I'm telling them, stop procreating kids that y'all don't want. Because y'all sitting here procreating. Number one, you're procreating kids that you don't want. And number two, that's the man that you're scared of. This is why y'all crying and sliding down walls saying that y'all not going to protect women. Because y'all scared of these guys. So you procreate in kids that you're scared of. You're procreating sons that you're scared of. And then you turn around and you want to say, where's the mother? Stop gaslighting. 
You abandoned your fucking kid. You didn't want to pay child support. So you didn't go to court for visitation. You you know you scared half to death of child support. So you didn't even bother with going to see visitations. Not all women keep their kids away from the fathers. The father have complete access. There's women that never took the father to court for child support and said, you could call when you want. You want to get your child for the weekend, for the summer, on a holiday, get your child, get your children. But the men choose not to. So I want to talk about the ones that choose not to. Some are lucky and never get taken to court for child support. Some are fortunate enough where the mother, the the guy's mother, takes custody of the child. And the mother or the father don't have to. Grandma got custody. But mommy and daddy is not paying child support. And you still don't see your kids. Those days are long gone and over. Women are now going to start dropping them kids off at the man's house. Saying, here's your kid. I remember I saw that video on social media. And the girl going to say to them, God, the guy has sole custody of the child. And I guess he didn't think through what sole custody meant, but he had wanted a break or he was going somewhere, one of the two. And he was telling her to take the child. And she was saying, no, she don't know if that's her child. <laughs> she don't know if that's her child. And she want to know what his mouth do. And he going to have to drop his pants and. He was like, you know, I got a wife. And he said, but she said to him, but you, but your wife knew that you and I was messing around together. So women are going to drop their kids off. Women are saying, you know, I didn't want no, so another video woman said, you know, I didn't want no child. You wanted a child. So you deal with them. You keep them. And a guy going to turn around and say, oh, you're a bad parent. And I find it to be interesting because when men abandon their children, they're not a bad parent. But if women abandon their children, they're a bad parent. They're a bad mother. Ah, the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. So these boys are going around punching, Gen Z's is punching people in their face. And men are saying, where is the mother? You're scared of him. Stop procreating him. And when your man's is not taking care of his responsibility, you need to check him and put him in his place. Hold him accountable because it's his son that's going to punch you in your face. And it's your son that's going to remember that you abandoned him. He's not going to be able to regulate his own emotions and to express in words what he want to say. He's going to punch you in your face and leave you in the, in the, in the nursing home. Don't say, where's the mother? Hold yourself accountable and hold your friends accountable. If you're scared of them, then stop procreating them. You didn't want them anyway. So stop procreating them. And that's been my message to men. Practice some self-control and stop procreating them. Stop making the excuse that it's the woman, it's the woman. No, put a fucking condom on. Doesn't matter if she's taking birth control pill or whatever she got going on. 
put a condom on. Why are you not scared of HIV and AIDS anyway? You just loose. You just loose. Women don't have anything to do with you not being able to con sexually discipline yourself. That's not a woman's job. That's your job. You're responsible for yourself. But again, they don't like responsibility. They don't want it. So if they don't want responsibility, they don't like responsibility. And these Caucasian housewives, traditional housewives are saying it's not worth it. And I'm seeing that they kind of like mentally retarded, intellectually retarded. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, what's the point? What's the point of it? What's the point of it? What is the point of it? If I never have sex again another day in my life, nothing will happen to me mentally. I will not want to blow up planet Earth if I didn't have sex again another day in my life. So what's the point? I want to go to the all-girls party and drink with the girlies and have a good time and go home. And leave there and go to the Waffle House <laughs> and get something to eat and go home. Take a shower and get my bed and go to sleep. So that's that part. So Libra, you're going to see the sun in Libra, of course, for 30 days. And so that alignment, that stellium with the sun, Mars, and the south node is going to be there for 30 days. So prepare yourself for the conversations that you're going to have, the self-reflection that you're going to do, and the things that you're going to hear. Because it's time to make some decisions. Libras coming out of Virgo season, where Virgo is very analytical and precise and organized and balanced and taking that energy and bringing it into Libra season, which talks about the dynamics of balancing and how to balance your yourself, your time, your relationships, what relationships you want, what relationships you don't want. How is it helpful to you? Is it toxic for you? Is it dangerous for you? Even when it comes to your friendships, and you got to be mindful with these, with these women who are like boy crazy, because they'll put you in very dangerous situations, um, just because they're boy crazy, just because they want the attention of a guy. Um, so you got to think those through too. And then you got these girls who will sell you out to her boyfriend's friends and you won't even know anything about it. Nobody said anything to you about anything. They just pulled you into it. And now you're in a dangerous situation. You trying to figure out 
how the hell you got there? So you got to think about those boy crazy type of friends. You got to think about who's immature, who's childish, and who is an adult, who is mature, at least emotionally mature, who makes decisions when it's time to make decisions for themselves and when it's time to make decisions for the betterment of the whole. So you're going to have to think those through and balance it all, right? So there's going to be some very tough decisions that's going to have to be made while we are in Libra season. After Libra, we have Scorpio. Then after Scorpio, we have Sagittarius. I'm waiting for Sagittarius season because that's usually the time where I work on things. Well, let me rephrase. That's the time where I work on my finances. I go every go over everything, see what works, see what don't, rearrange, strategize, apply for this, apply for that. And that's kind of it. So Scorpio season is, I'm curious about that one because I'm expecting there to be like an uptick on sexually transmitted diseases and communicable diseases and unalivings happening. Oh, before I go, because I'm getting ready to go. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to I'm curious about Scorpio season. Um, so while I had my prayer during Yom Kippur, um, one thing that was sitting in my spirit is bombings, right? And y'all remember I talked to y'all when I did the um, transiting chart for Pluto and Aquarius, and I talked to y'all about bombings and like in cities and libraries, cafes and the gym, stuff like that, right? So this was still sitting in my spirit, bombings. So first of all, pray for safety concerning bombings. Pray for an increase of discernment and an increase of awareness for yourself so that um, you'll get the vibe not to go certain places at the time that you're deciding to go to that place, right? And pray for other people's safety. When this stuff starts happening, our governor's gonna come out and say, Russia, 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 China, China, China. It's neither one of them. It is from within. It is from within. And, and it's paid actors that are doing it from within. And it's a setup to induce fear across all 50 states. And so the most important part that I, I really want to focus on is the fear part. Because again, when you're scared half to death, you can't think. And if you think about your own gov unaliving you, that's even scarier, right? I remember during 2020, there was a lot going on in the news about, you know, police officers unaliving people. And they played it so much on different stations. And it was hours after hours after hours after hours. 
hours and hours and hours about this. And they made sure they put it in people's subconscious mind that, yeah, if you act up, you act out, you do a little bit too much, this can happen to you too. And so that induced fear, right? And so I just want you to find ways to work on not being fearful and to start saying some affirmations about fear. The one I gave you guys was, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear will cripple you. And you can't be crippled with what's coming, with the whole reverse engineering of these freaking dinosaurs and Gilgamesh and the terrestrials that are going to be living amongst us. And just all mannerisms of things on top of what we already have going on, but hardly being able to cover bills and you're like one paycheck away from being homeless or one paycheck away from not being able to put a meal on the table. And some people, they, you know, they see an increase in their pay or maybe they earn six figures a year, but they're saying, like, I used to be able to see the money, but with inflation and everything and taxes, like I'm not seeing the money, like I'm still one paycheck away from, you know, going into foreclosure, even though, you know, I make good money or this is a two person household and we both make good money combined and we're just a paycheck away from foreclosure. So it's going to be really tough to not be in fear and to not be in fear of those who are inflicting that fear. So as I said before, start with your affirmations and start like reprogramming your mindset, like a mindset reset concerning fear. Um, replace fear with love. Um, remember I said to turn off the TV, turn off social media. Don't even look at that stuff because it's going to replay over and over and over and over again and do the same thing. But I'm expecting this time for there to be a whole lot of older Caucasian, middle-aged men saying, we know it was this person and that person and this and that and that and this and it's going to turn political and all these here things. I am expecting to see some middle-aged Caucasian men saying this stuff. So I'm just giving you the heads up to start preparing your, yourself now to block it. When your confidence and your self-esteem is at a certain level and some negative energy comes at you, it will quickly be refuted. Even in your sleep, it would be refuted and it would go back to its source or its sender, right? So this is what I need you to do. Make sure you raise your love vibration, your love vibration. Make sure you're putting the energy of love out into the atmosphere and into the earth and let the earth, let nature do what she's going to do with that energy. So I'm going to eat my cold breakfast. I'm going to zap it in the microwave, actually, and enjoy my maple syrup or my good looking 
waffles and bacon. I thank you for spending some time with me as I made my breakfast and my coffee. Hope that you learned much and that you had gleaned much from this podcast. And until next time, you guys, shalom.